If you want to look at your shadow, you can spend the rest of your life looking at it. And it won't go anywhere unless you're choosing that enough is enough. Welcome to Sacred Leaders with me, Sigrid Tassias, leadership and embodiment coach, author, speaker, entrepreneur, humanitarian, and modern medicine woman. And you have found a podcast where today's top leaders, conscious entrepreneurs, spiritual teachers, and personal development experts share with you the insights, tools, hacks, and strategies to help you bring more depth and embodiment to your life and leadership and amplify your impact from the inside out. Today's episode is a juicy, really requested one where I share with you the seven principles of feminine embodiment. Those principles are or have been birthed from a decade of deep dive into my own personal work of understanding myself, understanding embodiment, understanding leadership, understanding womanhood, understanding the feminine energetics, and then, of course, my years of experience coaching hundreds of powerhouse women, thousands of hours diving deep into this very thing and initiating women into the fullness of themselves, helping, I would say not really initiating women, but helping women initiate themselves into that. So I'm really excited to share this one with you because I know so many of you have been wanting to learn more about how you can embody your feminine energetics more how you can be fierce and soft at the same time, how you can embrace your vulnerability, but also embrace your firm truth, how you can be, live and lead from an open heart while also being really strong and really empowered in yourself, how to create unwavering confidence, how to amplify your impact as a leader. I've been getting so many questions and I created this, these seven principles after seeing these main, I would say main challenges that so many of us go through when it comes to our embodiment work, really getting to own and embody ourselves as women and also ourselves as leaders. So if you too are feeling this call to dive deeper into understanding how you get to embody your feminine even more than this episode is totally for you. Really excited to be sharing this with you. They're absolute game changers. They have been for me. They have been for my clients. And I, something tells me you're going to get a lot of value out of this episode. So if you're able to listen to these while you're taking notes, you have a notebook near you, I absolutely recommend you to do so. And otherwise, just sit back, relax, listen to it while you're driving or going for a walk or run um, and enjoy it and just take away what you can from it. You will also see that at the very end of the episode, I share with you, once the episode finishes, I share with you some tangible, clear, specific examples of what you can start doing from today to work on each of these principles. So I definitely encourage you to listen until the very end so that you can get those insights, questions and steps that I suggest for you to start working on this. And now keep on listening as we dive right into it. 
just a quick note before we get started with the episode, I want to share with you and remind you that the doors for my six-month sacred mastermind, The Embodied Woman, are closing in just a few days. So if you have been feeling cold to this, if you've been sitting on the fence, now is the time. You still have a few days to apply and really get approved and jump on a call with me to see if this container is for you. We go deep for six months. This is way more than a mastermind. It is an initiation into your fullest expression of womanhood and leadership. This is for the woman coach, leader, entrepreneur, teacher, healer that is ready to meet herself and own herself and her mission in a whole new way. So if you know you are here to powerfully be of service, and are ready to heal the parts of you that get in the way of your service and impact. If you crave to step into unshakable confidence and to be completely free from self-sabotage, insecurity, lack of organization, resistance to structure, overwhelm, or questioning yourself and your self-worth. If you have a desire to serve deeply and are ready to feel safe, to really own the potency of your gifts. If you want more, If you want to learn how to receive more abundance, more love, support, impact, and delicious pleasure in your life, business, and relationships, if you want to more deeply know your worth, if you know that you have not yet come home to yourself fully and you are ready to embody all of you and feel more authentic and empowered than ever, And I could keep going, but in a general note, if you know that there is a level of embodiment as a woman and leader that you haven't yet accessed and you're ready to be the most powerful version of yourself as a woman and leader, if you're ready to meet the version of yourself that is fierce and soft, that is wildly abundant, that is operating and leading from the heart, from intuition, then this container could be for you. I can say that this is the most powerful online embodiment container I've ever been a part of. And the women in the last round just got incredible, incredible results that impacted their lives, their businesses, their leadership, their relationships, motherhood, every aspect of their lives. So as I said, if you've been feeling cold to this, if you have been sitting on the fence, I absolutely encourage you to apply before it's too late. I doubt I will be running this again for at least, at least another year. So now is the time. I'm going to leave the details so that you can go and check everything out in the show notes. You have the link there. You can also find it on my website, secretassius.com slash the embodied woman. That is secretassius.com slash the embodied woman. And again, find the link in the show notes or in my Instagram bio so that you can check out all of the details and have the opportunity to apply as well. Now, let's dive into the episode. The seven principles of feminine embodiment. I am so excited to be sharing this with you. And I want to start by saying that this is just a concept. This is something that I have seen over the past years, working with hundreds of women on this, coaching thousands of hours and going deep into my own journey of my own embodiment work, my own feminine journey. 
Um, and this is what has come up from this. I have recognized these seven main pillars that I work with. Now, when we talk about the feminine, when we talk about embodiment, when we talk about the human experience, we are talking about something that is so vast and so big. So, so while sometimes it's helpful to encapsulate something like a four-step process, a five golden gears, a seven, the seven principles, it can be helpful because it can help bring vast concepts into tangible, actionable, um, bite-sized, easy-to-understand concepts. While that is true, I also want to voice the fact that what we're talking about is so big and the seven principles I am about to share with you are some really powerful, important, necessary things to look at and work through. They're not all there is to the feminine embodiment. So I want to start there because I don't personally resonate too much with um, people selling the seven keys or the four processes as all there is and absolute truth. So now that that is said, what I have found over the last few years, as I said, doing my own journey and diving deep to getting to, to really get to understand myself, being initiated into womanhood, being initiated into the truth of myself, coming home to myself, getting to embody and integrate the different aspects of myself and seeing the results that that had in my personal life and my business and my leadership, going from self-doubt and lack of confidence and neglecting and rejecting and judging myself to having deep reverence and acceptance and love for myself, going from not truly having friendships that I felt really connected um, to or happy with, to having incredible friendships with powerhouse women and men, going from being in relationships that always left me feeling like I was dishonoring myself to being in a beautiful relationship with somebody that I feel really in alignment with. Um, and we have our things, of course. <laughs> but seeing all of the differences that I've been able to create and get to experience in my life, in my business, in my leadership from doing this work and then also coaching so many women on this, I've recognized that these seven foundational pillars, these principles are really, really, really potent when we give ourselves the time and create the intentional space to actually go into this and look at these things that I'm about to share with you, everything changes. Absolutely everything. From the way you feel within yourself to how you show up for yourself in your friendships, in your relationships, in leadership, to the opportunities that you can magnetize, to the amount of money you can make, to your relationships, to your sex life, to everything. Every single thing changes. So I'm really excited to dive into this with you. The first thing that I see we get to dive into, and this is not just for feminine embodiment, but literally anything. But the first thing, the first place to start, the most powerful, most potent place to get started with this work is really learning to operate from a space of self-responsibility and ownership. Now, if you've been doing personal development or spiritual growth 
work, you've heard this and you may go, I know this. But do you know it? That's a question because even those of us that have been in the work for decades, that have been studying, practicing, working, doing all of the things, the ceremonies, the workshops, the seminars, the books, the podcasts, we still, and I know because I know for myself, we still forget at times. We still blame others at times. We still play victim at times. So if anything, this is not just for number one, but if anything I mentioned in this episode uh, sounds like something that you know, I actually really invite you to put on the student hat for a second and ask yourself, do I truly know this? Like, do I know this as second nature all of the time? Or do I know this conceptually in my mind? Like, it makes sense. I've heard of it. Maybe even I speak about it. I preach it. But I don't always embody it. I don't always practice it. Because there's always new layers of mastery that we can that we can dive into and that we can be invited into. And this is my invitation for you today. This is my invitation for me every day as well. So number one, self-responsibility and ownership. What do I mean by this? I mean really recognizing all of the ways in which we as women, and this is true for men as well, of course, have given our power away through disowning the responsibility that we have in co-creating each experience. Now, if we were to speak about absolute truth and the ultimate, we could say that ultimately everything is God's will. You can say God, you can say however you want to call that. But ultimately life is happening and whatever is meant to happen will happen, whether you like it or not, whether you take responsibility for it or not. So there is that. But also we do have a power to magnetize, to create, to trigger certain experiences and when we are exempting ourselves from responsibility for anything that happens in our lives and thinking that there is something or someone to blame for we're missing the point and we cannot be truly empowered as women we cannot be truly powerful as leaders we cannot be truly happy and liberated when we are still under the illusion that something that's happening should be happening some other way, like God's screwing up, it's messing up somehow. And again, you don't have to believe in God to, to follow this conversation. You can say universe, you can say life, whatever you believe in. And when the conversation becomes about what somebody else did, what life did that has nothing to do with you the power has been given away so you become powerless you are then living at the mercy of other people of other circumstances something outside of yourself an external force to be happy so it is important that at all times we are able to recognize that we can gather lessons insights, power from everything and anything that takes place in our lives, that happens in our lives, but not as long as we are blaming others and playing victim. Now, as I said at the beginning, this may sound like something that it's like, duh, you've heard a thousand times, makes a lot of sense, maybe you tell your clients about it, 
But my invitation is to really sit with how deeply are you embodying this? How much are you practicing this? And also, where are you still blaming someone or something and losing your power that way? And could you see how you co-created that experience? Could you see how you could take responsibility for that as well? And taking responsibility is not taking the blame. It's not exempting others from doing things that maybe weren't respectful or weren't honoring or weren't honest or whatever it is. It's not about exempting others. It's about really seeing how we played into that and what we can do about it versus being under the illusion that we need someone to change. We need something to change in order for us to be free, to be happy, to be fulfilled, to be successful, to be safe, to be seen, to be loved, whatever it is. There is deeper work to this. And this is something, it's actually module one of my six-month mastermind, The Embodied Woman, because it's the most foundational piece of any type of personal growth, spiritual growth work. We get to start from here, really understanding that we are totally powerful and that when we think that something or someone is to blame for the things that are happening in our reality, we become powerless. We give our power away. So that is absolutely number one, one of my favorites, favorite thing to do, not always easy, but I definitely encourage you to sit with those questions. And number two, the, the principle, number two, something that I've seen that it's also extremely important when we want to be free, when we want to be confident, when we want to be happy, successful, abundant, abundant, powerful, truly embodied as women is shadow integration work. Now, I'll start by saying that I don't necessarily feel like we need to be doing shadow work all of the time because the rabbit hole is endless. If you want to look at your shadow, you can spend the rest of your life looking at it and it won't go anywhere unless you're integrating it. It won't go anywhere unless you're choosing that enough is enough. In saying that, most people avoid to doing their shadow, avoid doing the shadow work. And I always say, unless you're doing your shadow, your shadow does you. All of the different ways in which you behave, all of the different things that you choose, all of the different things that you believe, all of the different things that you fear, they're all conditioned by aspects of yourself that until you owned them and look at them and heal them, are running the show without you even knowing. So people oftentimes find the term or the concept shadow work, shadow integration quite scary or, or something that just doesn't sound fun and I don't want to go into doing. But it can actually be a lot lighter than we think it needs to be. And again, I don't know about you, but I like to live in truth. I like to live in freedom. And if I know that there's aspects of myself that I don't know, that are running every single decision and choice that I make in my life, in my business, in my relationship, in motherhood, everything and anything. I'm not a mother yet, but <laughs> um, it happens like that in every single aspect of our lives. If I know that there's there are things within me that are running the show 
because I'm not looking at them. That feels so limiting and so imprisoning and so yucky to me that whatever it takes to actually get to know myself and get to own and understand those aspects of myself so that I can have more awareness. Awareness creates choice and therefore I can intentionally choose something different, something that I actually want for my life. Any amount of work is worth it if the results are me getting to know myself, me getting to choose how I want to behave, how I want to respond to life in a more empowered way. So oftentimes I see people really struggle with shadow work and shadow integration because there is not an equal integration of the light. So if we're just doing shadow work and we're just looking at the things that are Maybe let's say the messy beats, the, some people would say the ugly beats, the, the parts of ourselves that we deemed as unlovable, um, unacceptable, unlikable, not honorable enough, not whatever enough. If we're looking at those aspects without a foundation of compassion, without a foundation of acceptance, without a foundation of love for ourselves, or having someone in our space that's guiding the work that can remind us of deeply to deeply anchor in this compassion for ourselves, then it can be really tough because we see all those aspects of ourselves that we don't like and we don't know what to do with it. But when we actually have the support to go through this while simultaneously loving and accepting everything that we discover and uncover, it doesn't need to be scary. It doesn't need to be this whole like out there frightening thing. It can simply be a process of becoming undone, a process of getting to know ourselves more deeply. And without this, we cannot be empowered as women, as humans, as leaders. We cannot be truly confident. We cannot be in deep intimacy, we cannot be fully accessing our ultimate potential as a human being, as a leader, because, as I said, if you don't do your shadow, your shadow does you. And the shadow aspects of yourself are this, the aspects of yourself that weren't integrated, that are deeply wounded, that are deeply confused, that are operating from a space of survival and finding compensations and ways to survive that aren't healthy, aren't mature, aren't um, effective. So doing this work is crucial because so much of how we operate in life, when we feel disempowered, when we feel insecure, when we feel scared, when we feel um, misaligned, any of it is coming from those aspects that we just haven't looked into enough. I have a whole episode on shadow work and shadow integration if you want to understand more what this work is about. And it's actually one of our top, if not top one or top two episodes of the whole show. So it's a really, really good one. Um, so I encourage you to listen to that if you want to dive deeper into understanding shadow work, shadow integration and how your shadow might be playing you right now. I'm going to leave the the link for this episode in the show notes. And this is actually also 
one of the modules that we go into within my mastermind embodied woman because we cannot own our light without owning our shadow and owning our shadow doesn't mean we just integrate darkness into our beings and we run from a space of darkness and we love the darkness it's nothing to do with that it's simply actually bringing the light and bringing love and bringing compassion to those aspects of ourselves that we have shamed for too long we have ignored for too long and one more thing I will say about this is that we cannot heal a wound with the same energy that created it. I also did a whole podcast episode on this, but it's important to remember and understand this. The shadow aspects of ourselves were created as survival mechanisms at times in our childhood where we didn't feel safe. We didn't feel like our needs were met. We didn't feel like we had what we, what we needed to survive, to be happy, to feel safe, all of the things. And those patterns were created or learned to survive because at the time we didn't feel enough we didn't feel good enough safe enough loved enough tended to enough whatever it is so when we do work on ourselves and this happens a lot in the personal development industry when we develop the person and we look at the personality, the ego, without having this foundation of compassion and acceptance, we can do more damage than we do heal, healing or, or good to ourselves because we're actually sending the same message that created the wound in the first place. We're going, what happened in childhood was you believe that you weren't good enough for whatever reason and then you try to find a way to feel good enough to get the love or attention or validation or whatever that you needed at the time so you found a way of behaving that got you that now you cannot heal that wound by telling yourself that how you are right now with shadow and all isn't good enough you cannot heal the wound that's creating the shadowy pattern through judging yourself or beating yourself up or trying to fix yourself it doesn't work like that. We have to do it through deeply and intentionally bringing a new way of relating to that aspect of ourselves that was so wounded that needed or felt the need to find a compensation mechanism that we can also say it's a shadow pattern or shadow behavior. Way longer conversation um, that I could go on for episodes and episodes about but if you want to dive deeper into this as i said you can check out the shadow integration shadow work and shadow integration episode and also i'm going to put in the show notes the episode where i talk all about why you cannot heal a wound with the same energy that created it now we work on this in the embodied woman six month initiation into your fullest expression of womanhood and leadership because without this there is not true leadership there is not true womanhood. And this is one of the reasons why I created the mastermind in the first place. Because I saw this huge difference between women in, let's say, the Western world that maybe were reading all the books and listening to all the podcasts and getting the certificates and all of the things, but weren't fully at home within themselves. And then the women I would meet when I would sit in hundreds of plummet ceremonies all around the world 
with indigenous women and medicine women and meeting these women that that were deeply integrated, that were deeply embodied, that carried themselves in a completely different way. And what I realized is that these women had been initiated into themselves, not through the mind, not through books and podcasts and courses, consume information, consume information, consume information, but through embodiment. This is one of the reasons why I created this initiation, because you can see really clearly the difference between a person that's really gotten to take responsibility for themselves and their lives and gotten to look at themselves in their shadow and integrated it and loved and accepted and and had compassion for all of it and people that have not. Huge difference. Doesn't matter how many followers you have, doesn't matter how much money you're making, doesn't matter how good you look, it doesn't matter who your friends are. If you're not deeply integrated and embodied, it shows. And more and more people are becoming becoming aware of this. So without doing this work, there is not true leadership. It's just how it is. Um, which is why we work on this in the mastermind. And number three. Third foundational pillar of feminine embodiment that I see is emotional mastery. What I mean by this is not mastering your emotions to the point where you don't have to feel them, but actually quite the opposite. What I mean by this is getting to really rewrite the stories around whether you are safe to feel, experience, be seen in, express certain emotions, and also to learn how to move and release stagnant energy, trauma, wounding from your body through expressing. Now, some of you know my story, some of you don't, but I I will cut it short just to share that I had been doing the work for a long time before I started doing somatic embodiment and somatic coaching and working with somatic tools and nervous system regulation and all of that. And that was an absolute game changer for me because I had all of these trainings and all of this knowledge in my head, in my mind, around the work and how to do the work and how to think about the work and how to change your mindset and how to move past limiting beliefs and how to all of the things. But I wasn't feeling. I wasn't truly allowing myself to move energy through my body, to release the trauma in my body. I didn't even know that was necessary. But when I did, everything changed, which is why this is such a big part of what I do with my clients, helping them to move that because the body remembers what the mind doesn't. So even when we think that we don't have big trauma, that we're healthy, that we're good, things are flowing, everything's fine. Anything and everything that you've gone through in your life, until you release it, it's in your body. So even when you may think that you have consciously forgiven someone or you are past something because you consciously understand that that it's all good or you know in your head that the truth is X, Y, Z, whatever, your body remembers 
So getting to release stagnant energy and trauma from our bodies is so important when we want to live in freedom, in happiness, in pleasure, in bliss, in abundance, because, and I speak about this often, we carry an energetic container. We are a container and our energetic field, our energetic body can only magnetize and hold the things that it's a match for. So I always talk about this analogy of a really small apartment. You have a really, 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 really tiny apartment. And all of a sudden you decide that you want this really, 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 really big golden piano. Somehow you manage to attract into your life the golden piano. You find a golden piano. It comes. They bring it up the stairs. And when they try to fit it through your door, it simply does not fit. It doesn't fit. The door is too small. So the blessing that you were praying for, that golden piano you were praying for, cannot fit through the door. And then you think, well, maybe I can, you know, undo it all into little pieces and then bring it in and then build it again. But again, the apartment is too small. So the piano doesn't fit in. Silly analogy, but it gets visual when I say it like this. And I want you to understand that that's what's happening with your container, with your energetic body. When your nervous system is not regulated, when you don't feel safe in your somatic body, when your nervous system doesn't feel safe to be, have, or experience something, it doesn't matter how many affirmations you say, it doesn't matter how, my, how much mindset work you do, it's not going to fit in your container, whatever it is that you want, calling in your king, calling in your queen, calling in the abundance, calling in the business opportunities, calling in the whatever. You may even manage to call it in, but not to hold it because the apartment is too small. The nervous system isn't ready. And this is why we see people that like win the lottery and a couple of years later, they're completely broke because they didn't have the container to hold abundance. They didn't feel in the nervous systems ready, safe to have that amount of money to be millionaire, to experience abundance in that way. So people go around screwing up opportunities and relationships and all of that because they don't feel safe. And they don't even know that's why. But we do this work because it's important to really get to expand our containers when we want to expand and amplify the level of blessings that we call into our lives and also the impact that we create in the world. So we do this. And in Emotional Mastery, we also speak about learning to, as I said earlier, rewrite the story around what we are safe to be expressed, be seen in and feel. Most of the times we have different stories that we're not even aware of around what we can and we cannot feel, what we can and we cannot express, what we can and cannot be seen in. So some women, and this is also true for men, but I'll stick to the conversation for, for women. Some women feel safe to experience sadness 
but they were never there to express their rage. Some women feel really comfortable in being the angry, boundary setting, like really firm emotional walls person, but vulnerability scares the shit out of them. So we all have those, being there than that. We all have those stories around certain emotions. We may feel comfortable being vulnerable and maybe even being angry, but we do not feel comfortable in our pleasure, in our joy. We all have different traumas and different stories that come up when experiencing different emotions. But when we are not allowing these emotions to flow through, they get stored in our bodies and they contract us us and our opportunity to experience life at its fullest, to experience love, to experience abundance, to experience success at its fullest, to experience our potential, which is why it's so important to do this work. And of course, we do this in in the mastermind as well. We couldn't go through without doing it because it's so crucial that we do. And especially when you want to feel at peace, when you want to feel liberated, when you want to feel confident, when you want to truly make an impact in the world, what what's the impact that you're going to make on others while you're still contracting and neglecting the truth of wants to, what wants to be experienced through you? Like you might be able to teach some cool concepts to people. You might be able to support some people to some degree but you won't be able to really hold a powerful space for others unless you're holding that space for yourself. Unless you're allowing yourself to be the fullness of you, you won't be able to hold that type of space for others. And what a pity, right? So this is so important. And within my my mastermind, the embodied woman that I mentioned about before, we go into rewriting the stories, but also somatically experiencing those things and learning self-regulation tools that you can support your nervous system with way after the mastermind is done so that you can really feel empowered to be in your expression, to be authentic to what wants to move through, to feel more liberated in your body, in your nervous system. Because when I speak about trauma as well, by the way, it's not just BT trauma. Trauma to the nervous system is anything that was too fast, too soon, too much. Too much, too soon, too fast. Doesn't need to be just near-death experiences or sexual abuse or physical abuse. It can be, but it can also be really little subtle things that we can never imagine as trauma. So it's really powerful to actually look into this and do this work. And of course, we cannot be fully authentic and truly empowered as women and leaders without doing this work. So really important one. Um, And number four is around activating your voice. Activating your voice so that you can express your truth, so that you can draw boundaries that come from a space of self-honoring, not emotional walls, so that you can really bring your message to the world, bring your message to yourself, There is so much that happens when a woman owns her voice and there is so much that happens so that a woman doesn't. Especially in the world that we live in, even though we can 
see so many changes in even just in the last 100 years or 50 years there's been so much progress we still live in a patriarchal society that in so many ways is still suppressing and oppressing women and this is not a conversation about the patriarchy but it's it is just what it is and men and women still operate in ways that are not fully honoring of women owning their power and owning their voices but it is important that we do it's always been important and now more than ever the feminine is rising and we need more women that are truly empowered and truly know and accept themselves and have reverence for themselves to the point where they can stand firm in their truth in a space or in a way that is deeply feminine I really believe that this is how we heal the world. Because if we women go into being over-masculine so that we can feel safe to speak up, to be firm in our decisions, to set boundaries, we're actually missing the point. We're missing and getting out of touch with that true essence. And this is not to say that something's wrong with a woman if she's more in her masculine. I've been there for most of my life. But it is to say that there is another way that it's a lot more effective, that it's a lot more nourishing to nervous systems, that is a lot more impactful. When a woman can be fiercely soft, when she can stand really deeply and firmly in her truth, but with her heart open, mountains are moved. And this is something that I'm so passionate about because oftentimes when we want to learn to draw boundaries, we actually create emotional walls because we don't know how to do that skillfully when we want to speak our truth sometimes we do it in a way that comes from a space of ego or from a space of force because we don't know how to do it any other way and i've been really passionate over the last decade about learning how to do this and especially in the last few years i would say even more how to do this how to be fiercely soft how to be so firm and my message and in my truth, but from a space of humility, from a space of vulnerability, from a space of authenticity. And let me tell you, it's a whole art. <laughs> it doesn't come easy to most of us, but it is so powerful to do. So with activating your voice, it's all around really getting to see where you might be diluting your message, diluting your truth. Um, not fully expressing what you want to express, not daring to voice what it is that you need, what it is that you want, what it is that you desire, what it is that you, you're not comfortable with or you disagree with. Um, also, and if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen this quote of mine. I say, learn to draw boundaries that hold you with love instead of withholding your love. And this is so important. There's a really big difference between activating and owning our voices so that we can draw firm, strong, healthy boundaries so that we can be held with love and reverence and honor and respect so that we can communicate what we need from a space of self-love and self-honoring and building emotional walls that withhold our love, that withhold our sweetness, that create resentment and come from a space of hurt, from a space of 
having to protect ourselves from a space of wanting to push people away. Really, really, really different things. So, of course, and I'm going to keep saying this just by the way, because all of those things, of course, as I see them as so important, I work on them, I bring them into my mastermind. So you'll keep hearing me saying, and we work on this in my mastermind because we do. It's so important that we do because these foundational pillars are absolutely crucial. So, yes, we work on this in my six-month mastermind as well. And... It's been really powerful to see, even in the last round of the mastermind, we had women that were really comfortable in their softness, that were really comfortable in their um, sweetness, and yet they really struggled to own their voices, to ask for what they needed, to set boundaries, to choose themselves in that way. And then there were women that were really practiced at voicing fiercely what it is that they think, what it is that they want, what it is that they don't want. Boundaries were really clear for them. And yet they struggled to remain open in their hearts. They struggled to have intimacy. They struggled to be vulnerable. They struggled to let others in. So this is why I say it is so powerful to do this work and to do it with support because it allows you to actually find that middle ground, that artful skillful actually way of owning your voice but the voice of your heart versus the voice of your wounded ego so game changing now number five learning to receive don't get me started with this one (laughs) because it is such a big topic and again i could make so many episodes just on this one topic i probably will just do an episode only in this And if you want me to, feel free to send me a DM or um, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram. Just let me know so that I know that that's something that actually interests you. So turning on our receiver changes everything, absolutely everything. Allowing ourselves to receive more love, more support, more abundance, more pleasure, It's not only important, but it is our birthright. It's what we deserve. And it's what changes the world. Because when a woman is nourished, when a woman is taken care of, when a woman is supported, when a woman is fulfilled, when a woman is in her place, when a woman is in her pleasure, the light that she emanates transforms and illuminates the world. This is not a woo-woo concept. I've seen this. Real life, for sure, for real. It's game-changing to be in the presence of a woman that is truly receiving, in the presence of a woman that knows her worth, that knows that she is worthy of receiving and that claims it. And now it is, it is tricky at times. It can be quite challenging to know how to receive because there are so many stories within ourselves around worthiness and unworthiness. And the majority of us feel unworthy to receive. The majority of us feel unsafe to receive. The majority of us are deeply lack practice. We lack practice in receiving. And we feel like receiving is weak, like receiving is unsafe because if I receive and I trust that it's coming, it's going to hurt even more when it stops coming. So a lot of the women that I work with are often waiting for the next, for the other shoe to drop. And that's been true for myself as well. 
And that is a trauma response. It's important to understand this. If you find yourself waiting and seeing, like expecting the other shoe to drop and thinking that maybe you had a good month, but that's it. And you have to be careful because now something maybe goes wrong because you've made more money than you've ever made. Or you're really happy in your relationship with your partner, but you're expecting it to end. You're looking for where where the next heat is going to come. Is he going to cheat on you? Is he going to abandon you? And I say he, but it could be she. He or she going to um, cheat on you or abandon you or leave. Like, are you expecting bad things to happen every time that good things happen? Or are you expecting the good things to be screwed up? in your life are you expecting the good things to leave and are you struggling to receive do you see a pattern of inconsistency lack of consistency i don't even know if inconsistency is a word but lack of consistency when it comes to blessings flooding in like just coming into your life from all ends Are you seeing that lack of consistency? Like you have a really good month, but then you don't. You have a really good period with your partner and then somehow sabotage it. All of those things are are, um, signs that you are just lacking practice when it comes to receiving. And oftentimes, it's not just that we feel unworthy. It's not just that we feel unsafe. It's that our nervous systems don't feel ready. They don't know how to. So again, when we think about receiving, a lot of people think about positive affirmations and subconscious reprogramming and all of that. And that is powerful and awesome. And unless you're doing the somatic work to prepare your container to be able to receive, you won't. So this is why doing work with somebody that's trauma-informed and that can support you in Yes, the mindset, but also the somatic and the emotional and um, the energetic level is so important. And we get to learn to receive because there is so much more to what we can receive. And the world would be a completely different place if we women were empowered at all times to know that we are co-creating reality, to know that we are worthy of receiving more money, more support, more love, more orgasms, like to really know that within ourselves, to know and claim and embody that, we'll change the world. Absolutely. Because we teach people from that space. We lead by example. We stop walking through life as beggars and start walking through life as co-creators, as creatresses. We literally birth life into existence. There's nothing more powerful than that. So it's about time that we start owning that, that we stop going through life like the beggar and the little girl, wounded little girl that thinks that maybe I can get some money, but maybe not. Maybe I'm worthy of love, but maybe not. And look, I've been there. I've been there still at times I find myself there and I continue to push against my edges and and I wouldn't say push necessarily but lean against my edges and just question and challenge the idea that more is unsafe more is wrong more is greedy more is whatever and actually see how much more can I relax and expand into receiving receiving whatever it is it's not just money it's love it's care is um 
support, is pleasure, is honor, is so much. So I am deeply passionate about this particular topic. And of course, we work through this in my six-month mastermind because it is so important that we do. So, 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 so important. And it was really beautiful to witness that so many of the women in the last round of the mastermind and body woman multiplied their income talking about women going from $10,000 months to $60,000 months, from struggling to pay their rent when they joined the mastermind to actually getting funding for projects that like for over a million dollars, getting all of these different opportunities and, and amplifying their income without doing any business work, simply by embodying their worth, embodying that safety within, saying yes to life, saying yes to receiving. So it's it was so beautiful to experience this and to see this. And I mean, I've seen this with all of my clients because that's just what happens. I've experienced it within myself as well. So we're getting there, only two to go. I hope that you're either taking notes or screenshots because I know that you probably want to get back to some of this. And number six is around the sacredness of life and really understanding that everything is sacred and treating everything as such as well as learning to tune in access listen to and trust our intuition so that we can live and lead from that space there is a really big difference that i can sense and i'm sure if if you pay attention you will too if you haven't yet there's a really big difference between the women that really carry themselves knowing the sacredness of life, honoring nature as sacred, honoring the elements as sacred, honoring their bodies as sacred, honoring triggers as sacred, honoring money as sacred, honoring plant medicine as sacred, but also honoring food as sacred and honoring their blood as sacred, honoring the children as sacred, honoring their ex-partners, honoring their friends, honoring their teachers, whoever it is, honoring life and, and the things and the people in life as sacred, themselves as sacred. And then women that don't. There's a really big difference. And this is something that transformed my life at all levels. Really getting to understand the sacredness of life and getting to understand that everything is sacred shifted completely the way in which I experienced reality. Like, hands down, one of the most powerful things. It sounds subtle, it sounds simple, and it doesn't sell as much because people want the force, the process to make your first $30 million in one week, lose 100,000 kilos in two days. Like People want just like quick fix promises and oftentimes fixate on what what we can achieve externally, how we can have more of the outside. And and that is nothing but a reflection of how the majority of the people still nowadays are living from the outside in. But that never creates fulfillment. That never creates mastery. That never creates embodiment. And that never creates leadership. So when wanting to be in powerful leadership, when wanting to be powerful as a woman, as a human being, this is something that changes the whole game. 
where we can understand that God is in everything, where we can understand that our bodies are the things that we consider as flaws, our quote-unquote mistakes, the triggers that come to us from other people, the reflections that we don't want to see, that we don't want to hear. When we can see and understand and know everything is sacred, everything changes. We go like 10,000 10, steps deeper into our self-mastery. We feel so much more held, so much more taken care of. And when we can really tune into and learn to trust our intuition, everything changes, of course. And all of us have access to this internal radar that leads us to magic, that leads us to, to opportunities that we could never create from a space of mind because mind is so limited. All of us have access to this, and especially women. Men have it too, and especially women. We have this next level ability to really tune into something through the power of of our intuition, through the power of our wombs. I believe that it probably has something to do with the fact that we are biologically created and designed to birth life into existence because, you know, for the first few years of motherhood, you have a baby and the baby can't tell you what they need. They can't, the baby can't say I'm hungry or I need to poop or I am sick, whatever. So there is internally a radar that, that it's designed to understand what's happening without needing to have the words, without needing to have the physical, like palpable, tangible signs. There is an inner knowing. And I believe that that probably has something to do with it, but... What I've seen over the years is that all of us, men and women, have access to intuition, and especially women, we have access to such a deep knowing and such a powerful inner radar. And a lot of us are just not tuning into it. And it's such a shame because trying to do things and operate in business, in life, in relationship, from a space of mind is extremely limited. Your mind can only help you organize, strategize, plan things based on your paradigm, your reality paradigm, what you have already experienced in the past, in your life, as possible, as true. But there is so much more to what we can create than what we have created. There is so much more than what we can, to what we can experience than what we have experienced in the past. So when we are operating from a space of mind, we are remaining stuck in what we know that we know. So when wanting to create a life that is full of magic and is full of beauty, that is full of opportunities, that it's full of amplified impact, amplified success, amplified magic again, we get to operate from a space of intuition because the intuition is what will guide us to those opportunities to those places to those um, scenarios to those people while the mind can never do that it's really important that we do that and yes if you were asking (laughs) we do work on this in the mastermind 
but it's really important and I make I am I laugh because I keep saying about the mastermind and I will share in a second why but in saying that of course this is so valuable for you to just know regardless of whether you feel to join my mastermind regardless of whether you feel to ever work with me or not having this awareness and having these insights is so powerful and these are seeds that are being planted right now as you listen to this and eventually if you allow it if you water them will flourish into the expression of your true self so it is important to just have these conversations so that the seeds can be planted regardless of whether you feel ready to really do something about it and go all in to become the most fullest expression of your womanhood and your leadership or whether you want to wait whether you feel like you just want to wait and and continuing maybe consuming information or doing other type of work so last but not least number seven asking for support and this is where the the mastermind talk comes in this is what i wanted to share with you but it goes way beyond my mastermind i'm talking about the mastermind right now because the doors are closing in a few days so of course, if there's anybody listening that knows that this is exactly what they need, it would be a, deser- a disservice for me to not mention this. But before and beyond the mastermind, this is about you learning to ask for support and receive support, regardless of the form. I have found throughout the years, coaching hundreds of powerhouse women, that the majority of us strong women have a tendency to struggle asking for support. We have a tendency to be better at giving than asking and receiving. We have a tendency to be better at doing everything by ourselves, even if it's at the expense of our nervous system, our adrenals, our peace of mind, our happiness, our pleasure, our time, our joy, everything, than asking for support. And when we want to be truly embodied in the feminine, there's no other way around it. We actually have to learn to ask for support. Because not asking for support is a trauma response. Not asking for support is a protection mechanism. Not asking for support is not authentic. It simply isn't. Because we don't avoid asking for support because we never need support we don't avoid asking for support because we never want support we avoid asking for support because we tell ourselves stories that we will sound selfish that people will think who does she think she is that we will be a burden that we will be taken to much space that we will be seen as weak that we will annoy others that we will risk receiving a no for an answer and that will be hurtful because we will make up a story that that meant something about us and we were rejected and all of the things. So it's not authentic. And this is the thing. When we want to truly be embodied as women, as leaders, we have to be authentic. Like I would say out of everything that we're doing when we're working on ourselves, spiritual growth, personal development, embodiment work, it's all actually just about coming home to yourself. So all the work that we do, and I know for myself, this is all the work that I do with my clients, is to 
move past all the layers of resistance and avoidance and protection mechanisms and shadowy whatever that try to keep us away from truly embodying our truth. This is actually it. The work is not for you to become something else. It's not for you to achieve yet another thing. It's not for you to all of a sudden magically become worthy of your truth. It's to remove all the layers of all the different pieces that you've learned to carry with you that aren't you. Is to really let go of the protections, let go of the inauthentic behaviors, let go of the unnatural ways of treating yourself or others so that your true self can be revealed, so that the truth can be expressed. That's what actually this work is all about. So there's nothing else. And to complete, to finalize, before I share any details about the mastermind, I want to say that the teacher that I've been working with, um, my shamanic teacher that I've been working in for the past years, has taught me so much. And one thing that has always stayed with me, is one time that she said to me, Sigrid, you get to understand that there is nothing more powerful, more conscious, more mature, more evolved, more whatever, fill in the blank, than fully and truly accepting yourself. That really landed. And I see this as a truth. The personal development world tries to continuously develop the person. And the person is limited. The person is not who you are. The person is who you became. The person is who you are trying to become so that you feel safe, so that you feel validated, so that you feel loved, so that you feel significant. Who you are is so much more. And it starts with, yes, doing all of this work that I mentioned, the seven principles of feminine embodiment. And also, at its core, it starts with fully, fully, unapologetically, in the most unwavering way, honoring and accepting yourself. There are different ways in which you can start integrating and taking action to integrate the different aspects of these seven feminine embodiment principles. And I want to share with you some questions that you can ask yourself in order to really gauge where you're at, to know where you're at in relationship to each of those. So with number one, I shared all around self-responsibility and ownership. So you get to ask yourself, really, is there anything or anyone that you are still blaming for a situation, that you're still holding accountable for something that they did, maybe without holding yourself accountable for anything related to that specific scenario? Or is there any particular area or relationship dynamic in your life where you are feeling powerless? If the answer to either of those is yes, and if you are human, I can almost assure you that there will be a yes to those questions because we all do in one way or the other at some point or another. If the answer to either of those questions is yes, that is pointing towards where the work is at 
where you get to really take and reclaim more of your power through working on taking more responsibility and really seeing your part in each situation. Again, this is not easy. So I always encourage people to have support with us because we have blind spots. We can't always see our, well, we can definitely never see our blind spots, but we can't always see what we get to take responsibility for and where we are playing victim or blaming others or disowning our part in different situations. So I definitely encourage people to receive support with this and you can start with this. You can start with these questions and just getting clear. Again, as I mentioned before, awareness creates choice. So if all you've got is the awareness, that's a great place to start. Obviously, there is work to do later in order to integrate and embody those things, but we can start with the awareness. That's actually where we always get to start. Then in regards to shadow integration and shadow work, it is a little bit trickier to do this by ourselves and I don't always encourage it because as I said, a lot can come up that the ego can have the tendency to want to judge and go into full judgment of. So I encourage you to do this with help and um, save an easy enough place for you to start is really looking at the people that trigger you in your life. What are the people that you find yourself judging or experiencing jealousy towards or experiencing resistance towards? What are the people that trigger you? And each time that you find yourself being triggered by someone or something, really asking what part of you within is getting triggered. Because most of the times the parts, or I would say every single time, when we are being triggered, there is an aspect of ourselves that is being, it's being activated for healing. There is either something within you that you are not wanting to own, that you haven't yet accepted and loved, so you are disliking it in another because you are disliking it within yourself, or there is an aspect of you that's wanting to be expressed, that's wanting to have more space and more permission, and it isn't allowed out. So when you see other people expressing that, which you don't allow yourself to express, consciously or unconsciously, then that will trigger certain things. So again, it's really understanding that people are nothing but mirrors. And when people trigger us, they're actually our teachers. They're the messengers of God bringing this message going, hey, this is where your work gets to start. So it's a really powerful invitation every time we are getting triggered to look at that. And I would say start with this question. Then with emotional mastery, number three, the question is to sit in what are, and you can even just Google primary emotions. So if you're not very familiar with the different primary emotions, primary meaning they're just part of the human experience, all mammals experience them and you can't bypass them, you can't get away from them, you can't not feel them. There's no such thing as a human being that just doesn't, by default, doesn't have that emotion. So you want to get familiar with the primary emotions, you can even just Google this and then ask yourself, what out of those you're not so comfortable with experiencing, with um, being seen in, with expressing? And if you look at them and think, well, I'm comfortable feeling everything, another good question to ask is, when was the last time that you actually did? Like, actually get clear. Do you Are you really good at feeling all of the things? Or do you think that you're good at feeling the things, but actually in practical, tangible ways, those emotions are just never expressed. 
good way to start having deeper self-awareness. In regards to activating your voice, number four. I'm just giving you all of the practical, practical, tangible ways to just start. Start having a little bit more of awareness around those things. With number four, a really good question to ask is, what are your needs? What do you need in order to be the most fulfilled, happy, healthy, rested, inspired, whatever it is that you care about version of yourself? And what out of those needs are currently not being honored? That will point towards the places in which you're not honoring your voice, when you're not actually using your voice to express what you need. There's so much more when it comes to boundaries and expressing your truth and being unapologetic and really allowing ourselves to speak up even when it's controversial or triggering for others or whatever. But we'll start with this. Let's start with really getting clear on Where are you not honoring your voice when it comes to your needs? Because your needs are essential. And if you're not honoring them, that tells you that there is a lot more work that you get to do around activating and honoring your voice. Then with number five, learning to receive, proof is in the pudding. (laughs) Proof is in the pudding. Are you receiving as much support as you would like in your business, in like household, relationship, friendships, all of the things? Are you receiving as much money as you would like, as you feel like you get to receive in order to have a spacious, abundant, delicious, juicy life? Are you receiving as much love, as much pleasure as you deeply desire? And if the answer is not, then there's work to do with learning to receive. So I deeply encourage you to get clear on what are the areas where you may struggle most when it comes to receiving so that you know where to start, where your work gets to start. Again, I'll say one more time, awareness creates choice. So through cultivating this awareness, you can create new choice points, new opportunities to choose differently. Then when it comes to the sacredness of life and trusting your intuition, I will stick to the sacredness of life. One thing that I love doing is really first identifying what are some of the things that you are currently considering not sacred. What are some of the things that you maybe have deemed as not sacred or dirty or um, wrong, bad, not worthy of love, not worthy of acceptance? And start there really realizing what's getting in the way of you embracing the the sacredness of everything that you are, everything that you do, everything that you experience and everything that surrounds you. Really powerful space. And that, in turn, helps later with really connecting to your intuition. Because for as long as you aren't trusting yourself and aren't trusting the sacredness of you and the sacredness of the world and life around you, it's really hard to trust your intuition. But when you know that everything is sacred, you can start really understanding that your insights, your gut feelings, your wound feelings, they're sacred as well. And your intuition is sacred. So deeper work again, but I'm just giving you some little nuggets that you can start working with. And in terms of asking for support, of course, the name says this, you get to ask for support. So see in what dynamics, maybe friendships, relationship, um, professional dynamics at home with your kids, with your family members, where are you struggling to really ask? 
ask for support allow yourself to be supported where are you blocking that support that being held and start just noticing again this is not going to transform your entire experience of life because you get to put in the work in order to do that but this will point towards the places where you may didn't even know that work was needed so that through that awareness you can start just noticing Noticing the patterns, noticing the ways, and start choosing differently, which is always the first and and a really important place to start. So, that being said, I mentioned before that I would share a little bit more about my mastermind. So, if you are interested, if this sounds like something that you're ready to dive into, this is a six-month sacred mastermind called the Embodied Woman. That is way more than than just a mastermind. It is a six-month initiation into your fullest expression of womanhood and leadership of your gifts. And the reason why I firstly created this is, I mentioned this earlier in the episode, is because I saw the difference between women that had been consciously initiated, had gone through rites of passages to become women, and women that were just women because they got old enough to be called a woman, but never had the space to really get to know who they are and how they want to show up. Like what does womanhood mean to them beyond having to be someone's friend and someone's daughter and someone's mother and someone's coach and someone's leader and someone's influencer and someone's wife or someone's partner. Who are you? Who is you, your woman, your power, your essence? Who is that person? This is what it's all about. It's about reclaiming your power, reclaiming your most deeply authentic truth and working from that place, from that place, walking and living and leading from that place. And it is absolutely game-changing. So I also will say by no means I'm saying that this is a traditional rite of passage. I haven't been initiated into leading those. So this is not a traditional indigenous rite of passage. It is a six-month intentional container where you come to meet yourself in a way that you've never met yourself before, where you come to accept yourself, to own yourself, to know yourself, to lead yourself, to carry yourself in a way you've never done before. And the results, the ripple effect of that is or are endless in the way in which you feel within yourself, how you treat others, how you lead others the results you're able to create and magnetize in your business, the ways in which you show up in relationship, the ways in which you show up in motherhood, in friendship, everything shifts when you shift. We cannot carry a powerful mission until we carry ourselves powerfully. We cannot hold what we have not healed. So this is a crucial journey for every woman that wants to really lead and serve others, really carry herself in a liberated, authentic, grounded, embodied way. And I am beyond excited to be running this container again. This is by far my absolute favorite group container, and it is just so powerful. So if you want to come and join us for six months, receive a personally crafted welcome box by me at your doorstep just in a few days, and start the journey. We start on the 25th of October for six months and it's going to be absolutely epic. 
So I am leaving the details for this, the link in the show notes. You can go and check all the details out, apply through there. Doors are closing in a few days. And if you're listening to this and it's too late, then join the waitlist so that I can notify you when the next round is. But chances are that a lot of you will be listening to this when we're still on time before the 25th of October of 2021. So go and check out the details. Link is in my bio on Instagram, is in the show notes here. That's probably the easiest way to get it. You can also just type secretassets.com slash theembodiedwoman and find it there. If you have any burning questions that you really want to ask before you apply, then send me a direct message on Instagram. I'm super happy to hear from you and we'll be in touch and see if this is the perfect fit for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you got something valuable that you can apply to your own life and leadership. And if you did, please share this episode with someone that can also benefit from these transmissions, these teachings, these insights. And to all of you that share the show on your platforms, on your stories and tag me, thank you one more time. I love being able to personally thank you and to reshare those stories as well. And I deeply appreciate the support in the show because it really helps with getting the message across to more people and supporting more people with this podcast. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Lots of love.